Hello, my name is Daniel Nenny, founder of SemiWiki, the open forum for semiconductor professionals. Welcome to the Semiconductor Insiders podcast series. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please post it on semiwiki.com and we'll get right to it. My guest today is Chris Morrison. Chris has 15 years experience delivering innovative analog digital power management and audio solutions for international electronics companies and developing strong relationships with key partners across the semiconductor industry. Currently, Chris is the Director of Product Marketing at Agile Analog, uh, the analog IP innovators. Previously, he was uh, held engineering positions, including 10 years at Dialog Semiconductor, which is now part of Renesis. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thanks, Daniel. Glad to be here. So first, can you share with us how you came to the semiconductor industry? Yeah, so I guess I came to the semiconductor industry after college. I, after college, I went to work for a hi-fi company uh, for a few years. And while they were doing some really exciting things, it was very slow moving. Uh, the, the technology didn't really change very quickly. And I was kind of excited by the, the bright lights of the semiconductor industry where, where things seemed to be changing very, very quickly. Um, so I got the opportunity to move into applications uh, in semiconductors, and it's really been great. It is. It was just as fast moving and as interesting as as I thought it would be. Well, that's one thing you can definitely say about semiconductors is we do move quite quickly. Um, so, what brought you to Agile Analog? You know, can you share a little bit with us about your journey? Yeah. So I think, as you mentioned in my biography, I uh, was a Dialogue semiconductors for many years, um, working predominantly in, in audio and haptics and power management. And I was there and I, I decided to have a change and I moved to a startup in the Netherlands, working on audio products, uh, doing marketing there. Um, and then the opportunity came to join Agile and I was really taken by the technology that, that they had, that, that we have now. Um, where we can design IP for for any process and uh, and customize it for the customer, and it was different to everything else I was seeing as a as a buyer of IP, and uh, yeah, I could see they could make a real difference to the industry, and I I was excited to get involved in that. Uh, so I've been here now, coming on for six months, um, and yeah, it's really interesting to see how uh, how our IP is being picked up in the market. Yeah, it has. Um, we've been working with Agile since 2021, um, but why don't you give us an update of you know what's been happening uh, since the start of 2023? Yeah, it's been a really busy period the last few months. Um, one of the big things that I'm trying to do is to build our fab relationships, our relationship with the foundries. Uh, and you probably saw as we press release that we are part of the Intel Foundry system now, ecosystem now. Um, so that's that's one area where we've been we've been moving forward. Uh, we're continuing to see multiple design wins, and and we've delivered a few final uh, deliveries to customers uh, since the start of the year. Uh, and the other area of my job is really building out our road product roadmap. Uh, and we recently announced uh, a 12-bit ADC, which is the next uh, a part in our data converter roadmap. Interesting. Can you go into more detail about your 12-bit ADC? Yes, yeah, so our 12-bit ADC, it's designed for general purpose applications. 
uh, it's 64 mega samples per second uh, maximum. And as with all of our IP, we tailor it to the customer's exact requirements. Um, so that can be things like tailoring the number of inputs, to, uh, whether they're buffered or, or unbuffered. Um, it can be whether they're single-ended or differential. We can also trade off uh, power performance and area um, and customize to get the exact speed. So rather than, than buying a bit of IP off the shelf that, that ticks some of the boxes that the customer has, our, our ADC allows you to get the exact ADC that you want, optimized for the exact PDK that, that you're using. Um, it, yeah, that's the, the big change that, that we offer. Um, and I think one of the things I've been seeing with, the, with this ADC is it's really got a lot of market attention and uh, multiple customers are, are approaching us uh, <clears throat> almost daily to, to look at this. Oh, interesting. And your latest announcement uh, is focused around digital wrapping and your new analog IP subsystems. Uh, so this is a new approach. So why is this approach so different um, to other IP providers? Yeah, so uh, our, initial PV, our initial subsystems are based on uh, PVT, power management, and sleep management. Uh, so we have three uh, to start off with in our subsystem catalog. and what I've seen is, and this is both as a buyer of IP and a seller of IP, is that often integration of IP can be difficult, particularly analog IP. A lot of customers don't have a mixed signal experts who can integrate analog IP into their system. So what we're doing with our subsystems is we're, we're wrapping our analog IP or multiple blocks of analog IP in digital. Um, and we take care of all of the mixed signal verification and mixed signal integration uh, on our side and deliver a block that uh, can be modeled as digital in the customer's verification environment. So we use system Verilog models, uh, we deliver them to the customer, and we've taken care of all of the, the mixed signal issues that typically come up in, in, uh, in IP design and integration. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. So how does this benefit the customer? You know, can you provide a little bit more detail? Yeah, so they get the, the same customized IP that, that we provide a standalone. So none of the analog blocks that we're delivering in the subsystems are new. They're all part of our existing, uh, existing analog IP catalog of Agile IP. Um, but it reduces the time it takes to integrate the IP. Um, it also allows for the IP to be smaller and lower power because if you have multiple analog blocks that you're trying to bring into a system, the, there's typically quite a bit of overhead for each IP itself. So that can be things like uh, the leaving area can meet the design rules, the DRC rules. Uh, it can be having buffers to ensure the signals that you're transmitting out of a block when it's connecting to another block have enough drive strength to drive across the chip um, and or a, having decoupling for each block. And once you start to integrate these into a subsystem, uh, it allows you to look at it and potentially scale down the size of 
the decoupling, so you only need maybe one decoupling for a supply across a couple of bits of IP. Uh, once it's in a subsystem, we can start to bring that down. Um, or, and if you're driving a signal between two IP blocks that you know are next to each other, you can scale the, the output drive accordingly of the drivers. Uh, so overall, we think we can, and we can see that we can reduce the power uh, and we can reduce the area uh, by by building things into subsystems. Oh, wow. Interesting. So in my experience, mixed signal issues can be a real challenge for design engineers. So how, how can this help? Yeah, we're trying to take all of the pain that comes from mixed signal design and put it on our shoulders rather than the customers. And I guess that's that's a bold claim, but what we want is for our customers to not have to think about the analog or the mixed signal uh, to come in and buy our subsystems and then it become should become a digital integration effort for them. Um, and I guess the particular concern is managing the mixed signal boundary. That's the place where customers typically uh, struggle the most. Um, you have things like reset domain crossing problems and clock domain crossing problems when moving from, from asynchronous uh, clock domains to a different clock domain. Um, and, and we take that pain away. We do all the modeling. Uh, we put in the flip-flops to, to, to deal with it when there is a, a, a potential issue. Uh, we run all the verification uh, for that. Uh, so I think that that should really help uh, help with the uh, some of the pain that design engineers go through. And it also takes some of the pain away from some of the companies that are struggling to find mixed signal engineers. Um, there's a big shortage of, of analog and mixed signal experts in the world. And by us taking this on board and doing it with our IP that we know very well, so it's, it's easy for us to integrate, uh, then it frees up designers to work on the things where companies can really differentiate themselves. So you can buy our subsystem and it frees up your engineers to, to differentiate in the areas that uh, that really matter to you. Right. So what type of demand are you seeing for this new approach or what type of customers would this benefit the most? So I think there's a broad range of customers that, that are attracted to this. Uh, but one of the areas in particular that that we're seeing a lot of traction at the moment is among uh, risk five customers where particularly within the risk five uh, ecosystem there's a lot of new entrants who are maybe designing chips for the first time or certainly integrating analog into their chips for the first time and these subsystems really help them to get a chip out the door quickly that is well verified um, so while, while i think this is a applications across the industry. I think particularly supporting people who maybe come from a, a more digital background, a digital on top flow, uh, and are looking at analog at an early stage that they've maybe maybe don't have much analog experience. I think the subsystems can really benefit these guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what's coming up for Agile? What, what does 2023 look like for you guys? Yeah, there's a lot of exciting uh, things coming up this year. Uh, we're, we'll continue our rollout of subsystems. We've got other subsystems in the in the pipeline, um, covering more of the RIS-5 functionality and covering sensors and, 
and uh, areas like that. Um, I talked about IFS uh, earlier in the in our call, and we're working to continue to build out our fab relationships. Uh, there'll be announcements of that forthcoming shortly, I hope. Um, and I guess we're getting into conference season and uh, at the moment, so uh, we're going to be at IPSOC in Santa Clara this month. We're going to be at Risk Five Europe in Barcelona in June. Uh, we're going to be at DAC in July. Uh, we've got a, a pretty full schedule of, uh, of being around the, the conferences and conventions over the coming months. Yeah, I'm a uh, career conference goer. I see you guys all the time. I will see you at, at the next three conferences, as a matter of fact. Uh, so it'll be a pleasure to, uh, yeah, it'll be a pleasure to meet you um, since we haven't met yet. Um, so one final question, Chris, uh, how do customers normally engage with anal Agile Analog? Yes, I guess I've just mentioned the, the uh, conventions we're going to be at in the next couple of months. Uh, obviously, you can visit our website, www.agileanalog.com. That's got a wealth of information there. Um, and also, uh, Design and Reuse is another site that, that we uh, use a lot, and all of our information is on there as well with, with the products we have. Um, and you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, and I'm, I'll happily uh, continue the conversation. Great, Chris. Hey, thank you for your time. Excellent conversation. And we'll see you at one of the conferences. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. I really appreciate your time. Good talking to you. That concludes our podcast. Thank you all for listening and have a great day.